Hey, thank you for hitting uh, that play button. I am so excited uh, to be sitting down, to be here today. I'm not even sitting down. I'm talking about sitting down. My man Mike is sitting down. I'm standing up. But I'm so grateful uh, that Mike is taking a little bit of his morning uh, to be able to just sit here and just talk with me for a little bit so we can learn a little bit about his story. Now, we know that I enjoy having people share their story because we do three things from it. We learn from it. We are inspired by it. And I believe that we connect when we begin to share our stories with one another. And I like to say that community wins. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So just for the people who don't know you, just give us your 120 second version of your story. Okay. So uh, name's Mike Hearn. I'm from Wales in the UK. Came to the States to play golf in college. Um, met a girl outside of college, got married, started in real estate, and without kind of, you know, I started, I love Oklahoma and love photography, so I started a page on Instagram called This Is Oklahoma. That page grew up and started a podcast from that. So that's kind of, yeah, that's where we're at today. I still love playing golf. I still sell houses, but, you know, I, I like to share, like yourself, like to share people's stories. And yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Met a lot of people. Now tell me your uh, best was a score in golf like in in golf is the lowest, lowest. score is the best score right yeah. T- so, tell me embarrassed to say this because i say embarrassed it was a good day but i'm luckily in the club of to shoot 59 oh so if you break 60 that's kind of a big deal yeah. and uh i did it with a group of friends at a tournament back home at my home club and it probably wasn't the ideal setting. It was a tournament, but we're, it, it was a captain's day. So every every one day every year, your captain throws on a day, right? Yeah. It's a good day, a lot of fun. There's a few drinks flowing. There's food, grilling. And you're just out, and there's no care in the world. And I got off to a hot start and kept going. And then I had a putt on the last hole, and there's like, you know, the, the, everyone's on the balcony and chatting and grilling. And my friend who's playing with me runs up and's like, hey, shh, Mike's got this for 59. So he's like, it's gone from me having this background noise and not worrying about it to dead silent. Yeah. And I'm like shaking. I made it luckily and went nuts. Whole tiger fist pump. Um, that was a good day. Uh, in college, then I, my lowest round in like college competition, I shot 62. So that's like, that's been the lowest in college. So it's been good. You shot a 62? 62, 62 in college. That was at Lake Hefner so that's now, like the local how did you end up getting into golf um so i started golf when i was six um 29 now i started when i was six and i i think my dad started six months before me but i think my granddad gave me my first club and i still have it it's a wooden shafted golf club so it's pretty old uh-huh. so i still have that uh, so yeah granddad kind of gave me my first club got me into it and then once dad started playing and felt more comfortable playing i started going to the golf course and i joined my first golf club for my eighth birthday uh because you had to be eight to join so as soon as okay. i turned eight that was my first membership Oh, okay. So I, okay. Yeah. So it just grew from there. What is it? Why would you say everybody should play golf? Uh, I mean, it's one of those sports. Like I grew up very quickly uh-huh. as an eight-year-old, as a ten-year-old. You know, like you're playing golf. Yeah, there's. You know, I was lucky, fortunate. There's a big group of us that played when we were kids. But at the same time, you're always around adults. You're always around. 
you know you know older people and you have to be respectful and i think the golf culture especially back home is a little different out here you know there's there's a lot more stricter rules on clothing and just kind of your attire and everything like you know golf has started in scotland and it's very more much more traditional back home you're not going to see anyone playing in you know tennis shoes and jeans and a cutoff or whatever whereas you might go to the local golf course here and that's just that's normal right mm-hmm. there's no so yeah that i grew up quick with that i've met so many people uh from golf i wouldn't be here today you know without it uh but also just um you know, like learning how to communicate with people, right? Yeah. Like if you're playing a golf tournament, you you might be paired or you might be in a foursome with somebody that you've never met before. Yeah. So just you meet so many people from that and learning how to communicate. But then in competition, you go in through, you know, golf is like the most frustrating sport in the world. Yeah. You know, you've got to have a level head, I guess, for four hours and you might hit one bad shot. And it's, I learned a lot and it took me a while to, to not let that one bad shot like derail my entire day. Um, and kind of just like, you know, I think Tiger, obviously I was a huge Tiger fan growing up in the nineties and Tiger has a saying that like, he's like a 10 step rule. So like he hits a bad shot and then within 10 steps, he's forgotten about he's mm-hmm. onto the next and it's just clearing your head. Yeah. So there's a lot of things I think that go through it, but yeah, I mean, I just get you outside. Yeah. You, to spend, you know, there's not many games that you, you spend four hours outside where you're actively doing something, not like sat on the sideline football or waiting to go in for a couple of seconds for yeah, sure so yeah i think it's just a an all-around sport that i've grown as a person from it uh like i said i wouldn't be here today wouldn't be in the states uh, i wouldn't have met you you yeah. know it, it i i can tie everything that i have to playing golf yeah so yeah it's so um it sounds like some of the things that you've learned in golf have been life lessons. Yeah, like definitely. just the tiger rule, taking ten steps and forgetting about it. Like there's so many things that happen to us in life yeah. that sometimes we never move forward because we hold on to those things. Yeah. And so that's that's really cool to hear you kind of talk about those things. And I'm thinking like, oh, there's a lot of life oh, lessons yeah. uh, in playing golf, which I think a lot of people get that out of a lot of sports that they play. Uh, yeah, I agree. We just take a lot of those life lessons that um, we take lessons that we learned in sports and we apply them to life. Mm-hmm. A lot of, for you example, you're an entrepreneur. Oftentimes I hear athletes become the best because you learn work ethic. Yeah. Would you say that's true? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Cause you, and you know, you, you learned when you're an athlete, you you kind of get used to failing right mm-hmm. like golf is you, you know no one no one's going to hit 18 hole in one so like it is pretty hard to do to have any hole in one you know but that that is the perfect shot right but you know golf's a, and another quote is like golf is a game of misses and even the bad shots you get away with but also you to put that in life and you know you have kids who are coming out of school now that they've never failed at anything yeah so they've never had adversity. So the one they do get that adversity, they shut down. They don't know how to work through it. Well, any sport you're going to fail at something. Oh yeah. You know, you know, even if it doesn't have to be sport, it could be playing a guitar or be, doesn't, you're never going to pick something up that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So you're always going to remind yourself of a time where you've, I mean, you're a little baby. You learn how to walk. How many times have you fallen down? Mm-hmm. It's just the, like the old, you know, the, I guess the 18 to 20 year old equivalent of getting up and falling back down. Yeah. You know, I guess the key is getting back up. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. Getting back up yeah. is, is going to be the key in that. So talking about you being an entrepreneur, like, like let's talk about some of the work that you do. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what, are, what are some of the things that you do entrepreneurially? I guess that is that. I think, um, I mean, 
I guess that why well, I don't really know what the true definition of an entrepreneur is. I guess someone who doesn't have a nine to five, who doesn't have a day job, right? Yeah, uh, a, st- a starter. Guess, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm in real estate. Uh, I got into real estate um, just kind of out of. Uh, I, it wasn't. I when you're an international student, they give you one year work experience, right? And I didn't want to work a nine to five and waste that one year just in case I wasn't going to be in the states ever again. So I chose a profession that that I could take a day off or work my own schedule. Um, and I just kind of got into it. I just loved it. I uh, loved meeting new people. And that's kind of what I do. Like being a real estate agent, yeah, you sell people's houses and you you, know, you help buy, help them buy a house. But at the same time, it's just it's doing what you do. It's meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And I found a way to make that into, I guess, a way that's comfortable for me to meet new people and turn that into you know, because normally you, you know you don't buy a house every day. You know, it's no. something you do three, five years, maybe longer. So that relationship that you build, that's you I mean you have to consistently build that relationship with someone, and then maybe in four years they you know they say, hey, I'm ready to sell my house. I want yeah. to buy a house. So it's different, I think, than like I said, you guess most entrepreneurs would be because their turnover in other areas and in other industries is a lot bigger, yeah, a lot faster. But um, yeah, I guess entrepreneurially would be just you know reaching out building a community and just having a lot of a lot more friends real friends mm-hmm. you know not just like a ton of instagram friends or, or facebook followers or whatever it is like it's it's meaningful relationships and knowing that that from building those relationships those people will refer me out as well to other people you know yeah. when someone comes to you and they, they don't know who i am yeah and you might say oh i know a real estate agent and yeah that's how it works you know yeah. so yeah i think that and entrepreneurially with this is Oklahoma you know it's just setting that up and and how that's gone meeting new people again and and just trying to build a brand that people want to be associated with Mm -hmm. that's kind of the goal for for 2020 yeah so uh real real estate agent Mm -hmm. who has started this is Oklahoma and this is Oklahoma is a couple of different things it's a it's a it's a it's a brand first of all right Right. and within that brand you have an Instagram account that people follow Mm -hmm. 30,000 something, 30.9 thousand people are following it. Yeah, which is nuts. (laughs) Yeah, which is crazy, right? And then then you have the podcast. This is Oklahoma Podcast uh, that you've given me the opportunity to be on. And and because of this brand that you've built, you and I met at Creative Mornings. They had you come out and and speak to that. Mm -hmm. Now I hear more, more and more people talk about it's not about the sales but it's about building a brand yeah because they talk about how many people buy nikes now because of the brand not so right. much somebody selling it you're doing a fabulous job of building this mm-hmm. this is oklahoma brand can you talk about some of the things that you think speak to building a brand yeah i think uh and and this goes so so the instagram page was what this started um i was always on my phone i've always like a lot of people were always scrolling to find the bottom of the internet you know we're bored with on social media and I wanted to do something with it and I had a passion for photography um, kind of growing up and in school but didn't have a camera outside of school uh, and uh, you know Oklahoma has amazing photography and amazing sunsets and all that stuff so uh, I saw a page on Instagram um, called only in Oklahoma and decided that I'm sure I could do the same thing mm-hmm. maybe a little better and I did a bit more research into them and they have an only in every single state so they're like this giant media company. There's an only in Texas and they just like, someone's just running this account, right? They post one picture a day and that's it. They don't engage. So 
quickly stop. What is it called again? Only in Oklahoma. Only in Oklahoma. Yeah, this okay. like I said, there's an only in Texas, Louisiana. Like they're they're state they're nationwide. Um they they have a great following. Um I think at the time they're probably at like fifteen, seventeen thousand, something like that right now. They do exactly the same as what I basically mm-hmm. just copied what they do. They just reshare people's pictures. Um, but I took that and I reshared, you know, not more than one picture a day. I would also like engage. And if you look at like every post that I, every post, like, you know, someone's commented on the post every single time I've replied mm-hmm. and it might just be an emoji or something here, but I reply all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, reply to every message that I get. And it's just making a human out of, a, out of the, the page, yeah. you know, um, and just kind of reacting and being friends. And, and from that, I've, you know, kind of just built this brand and it kind of just took off uh, quite quickly from that then because there's only so many stories you can tell from someone's photo. That's where the podcast started. So the mm-hmm. podcast came about a year later. Um, and, you know, then now like 2020 will be more of like I video every podcast now. So there's a YouTube of everyone and it's just building it out to to building out across all platforms to be able to reach more people. And I think that the thing that's just it's just consistency. Um, How many times a day do you post? Um, probably minimum five, usually. Five pictures, usually three to five. Uh, yes, I posted three, a little busy, but, and I do it all myself. I don't schedule anything out. Like it's all like me and my patterns. It's not like, I don't use a scheduling tool. So just kind of go in and that's why some people, if they've just sent me a message and it's time to post, that's the one that goes up, you know? Yeah. Um, and I save a lot and prepare for that as well. But, um, it's more about like, you know, like not just the the posts. It's like I said, it's the engaging and and you know, if you post ten pictures a day, people are gonna like I just don't want to see ten pictures. Mm-hmm. But if you go in and you comment and you just search hashtag Oklahoma or Oklahoma City and you go in and you just chat to people and then comment on their stuff and ask them, you know, like there there was a guy yesterday. Um, he posted a picture of himself. He's uh, heavy guy he's doing his first fitness thing he's in january and he started it and the the challenge that he's doing i did it last year yeah it was the one i told you i'd lost a few bit of weight yeah um which i also started it again this year because my wife wanted to do it um but i just you know i just went in there and i wouldn't have found him if i hadn't have searched that and i just said hey you know i know you can do this i've done it one day at a time kind of thing is the way to get through it and that guy might never ever meet that guy mm-hmm. right but at least that we have something in common now. Yeah. So it's building, it's the brand. Yeah. You see, this is Oklahoma. You see beautiful pictures, but it's the consistency of engagement that has built it. Yeah. And the, you know, it, it's consistency. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all it is. For sure. So let's, let's go follow. Uh, let's backtrack entrepreneur. As far as the definition goes, yeah. Uh, a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses, uh, taking on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. Okay. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh huh. So that that's the definition. Now we both not having a salary. Now if somebody asked me two months, two weeks from now, yeah, I'll probably be like, oh, I kind of <laughs> know. Yeah, yeah, I will not know. Yeah, yeah. basically not having a salary. <laughs> right. And so, um, so you started out this Oklahoma zero followers. Zero. Yeah, I think it was July twenty first, two thousand and seventeen. I think is what it was. It, it, yeah. Oh, 2017? 2016, maybe. 2016? 16, I think. Okay. And then... It's a long way to scroll back to find that. Yeah, that, especially if you posted five first, a day. The first picture was my, my own, I think. Of you? Yeah. No, no. It was a picture from the Thunder, I think. I think oh, so. that you took. Yeah. So, and how many how many likes did that get? Like, when did you... Oh, it's, When did you start building momentum of... You started noticing, like, oh, people are... Yeah, it's it's... 
I'm trying to... So I gained a thousand followers a month for the first six months. So that's kind of like after six months in, I'm like, this is... People are still following this page. Like something's happening. You know what I mean? Like it's, I was waiting for it to kind of fizzle out and it just kept growing. Um, but there was... You know, everyone gets to that time where they're like, oh, I hit 10K. Yeah. You know, I get that K and I'm going to start making Instagram millions. So it's not true. Uh, <laughs> I'm at 30,000 yeah. now and it's still not true. Um, but you know, I remember that moment. Like I'm sat, I was on vacation actually. And I like, I have a screenshot on my phone of, I've, of like the 10,000 and the 20,000 and the 30,000 just to see, just to remind me of where I was at. Um, but uh, a lot of, like I have a friend who started a page last, um, all just under a year ago and he's at 15,000 right now and his is around cars. Okay. It's called green over tan. Uh -huh. just post everything that's related to the color green and the color tan. So it's kind of cars, but it's also fashion as well. So it, mine hasn't grown like immensely, I guess it, it has grown a lot, but it's just been consistent growth, Yeah, which is great. Cause it's clearly, it means that I'm my consistency of posting and engaging is bringing new people in all the time. Well, and then the pictures too are fabulous. Oh, we have unbelievable photographers in this state. It's uh, I'm loving to see all the gallery posts. Like there's, there's several. a few in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there's there's there several, more, but there's definitely a few in there. Yeah, there is several. And then the pictures where I'm just seeing people are those all podcast? Or, yeah. So, or did you have a moment to where you were just sharing so, random people in Oklahoma? So initially. Um, the it's 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 weird the pictures that do best obviously are the sunset pictures and the you know the beautiful and sunsets and tornado pictures do really well <laughs> go figure um but when i post pictures of people they don't really do very well but when i ask do polls and stuff and ask what do you want to see more of they want to see more people so my goal for 2020 is to post more portraits and to, to have in the bio, in the caption, the story of that person, meaning I've probably got to get out and take more pictures myself. Uh -huh. um, but that's something for 2020. There'll, there'll be a lot more faces on the Instagram post. Even if there's just a person in the distance, there's going to be a lot more people in the post. Is it almost kind of like the, uh, the guy who blew up because... Um people of New York or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, because you know, when everybody comes to Oklahoma and you ask every person, what's the best thing about the state? 98% of the time they tell you it's the people. people yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's kind of, and that after hearing that and, and listening to a lot of reviews, it's that's, that's kind of the, the goal now for next year is the people thing. But first six months, thousand yeah. followers a month average. And then it kind of drops off. Yeah, and then I, I, I kind of just stopped looking at it because I kind of was like, oh, this. It, it got to be a bit of a game. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where I was just like posting just for like I'm like commenting on people's stuff with the total intention of hoping they would follow me. Yeah. And I just can't. Like, you know, you you can't do that. You get burnt out really easily. And I thought that if this is something that I want to do. I need to be more of a person, you know, bring a person to this and, and start replying to comments and start yeah. engaging more. So, and that's what came from the podcast too, uh, is just the ability to, to tell stories and engage with people mm -hmm. rather than, you know, collecting and making an Instagram page that has a ton of, you know, it, it's in sadly in today's society, it's kind of like a status symbol and it? it's like, Oh, how many people follow you on Instagram? Yeah. I'm just like, like now I have, you know, if you just said to me, if I, you know, you say to someone who has a thousand followers, they love to have 30,000 followers. Oh yeah. But nothing changes. Yeah. You know, we have, a, we have some mutual friends who have a lot of really big followings mm -hmm. and 
yeah, it's just your phone just goes off a few more times a day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you just get to impact more people. Yeah. So. Now, I'm looking at your Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, and the, again, it's not about so much about how many, but just talking about the numbers. So 30,000, 30.9,000 Instagram, 1500 on yeah. Facebook. What, what have you found? Are you not as consistent on Facebook? Yeah, no. So with Facebook, I, sh- I do. Sh- everything I post on Instagram goes to Facebook. It shares okay. straight across, which if you look into Facebook, and I think this is how it works, you've got to, to really blow up on Facebook. You have to just post it individually to Facebook rather than sharing, even though they're the same platform by the same people, yeah. you have to individually post and do the same thing again. I just don't have the time to do they that. They hold that against you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also I think there's a there's a picture, there's a, a photography page, there's a couple in the state, one's called Oklahoma Snapshots, and they have, I think 30,000 people follow that page. Facebook. So Facebook, uh-huh. yeah. So I use that, and I'm a part of that page, and I instead of taking people because I could take a lot of the photos from there and post them to Instagram um, but I reached out to the page admins and was like hey like you know I, I asked and they were like no I'd rather you not do that so I totally understand but I'm a part of the group and I engage in it so when people see a comment or see me post you know a comment or a like it's always this is Oklahoma uh-huh. comes up so that's yeah. kind of how we got some of the following I would like to have a lot more people on yeah. Facebook yeah um, yeah I think it's just going to come with it I, I just haven't put a lot of attention into it it hasn't been a Focus. It's yeah. just just come from sharing straight from Instagram. Yeah. Same with Twitter too. I have a Twitter and it maybe has a hundred people follow it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting how you can have success on one. Yeah. But then it's like the other ones. Like I, I can do the same thing and get none. Non-existent. It, it'd be non-existent. So. Yeah. Um, so again, talking about this brand, you've done Instagram. I see you on Facebook. You talk about Twitter. Mm-hmm. Then you have this podcast. How how does the how has the podcast helped grow the brand? What do you what is what are some things that you want to do with that? Yeah, um, the podcast. I mean, I I I didn't grow up in it. I don't have a journalism degree. It was just like I like listening to podcasts. I think I can think I can do this. My first one was with Desmond Mason, and I pro- forgot. That's to- not a bad first I podcast. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to press record. We were like three minutes in, and he's into his. You know, he's I'm from Waxham, oh He's into his thing, and I look over. I'm like, uh, yeah. And I videoed it too, and you could see my expression. You know, and yeah. I, so I, he was great, but I went to start the thing again. Um, but it's just help with me, like meeting people. I would never have met Desmond Mason from that. I wouldn't have met you from that. I wouldn't have met Brooke Wells. We just had on a podcast. You know, all these people who I've met and. It, it does help when you send them a message or an email and they look at your brand and you have 30,000 oh, followers, yeah, right? Because there were yeah. people, when I did reach out and I had 10,000 or whatever, they just looked down yeah. and they didn't reply. Um, next, at the end of this month, I'm sitting down with Bobby Groomwald. I've been trying to get Bobby on the podcast for two years since I started. Oh, really? Yeah. No, why Bobby? Okay, well, he graduated from SNU. Uh-huh. So we went to yeah. the same school. And yeah. I know like a little bit about his background. Yeah. He came and spoke. And I mean, the stuff that he's done with the Bible app, yeah. the version and all that stuff, like that's someone that, that I was just wanting to get yeah. on. But when I first reached out to, to his assistant, she I hadn't posted an episode yet. Right, so I was like, "Hey, I have some ready," and she's like, "When you have, let me know." Well, we're at 111 now, and I reached out to her. You know, she's like, "Yeah, how about how about the end of the month?" You know, so I and I understand that they don't. Wanna, he's a busy man; they don't want to waste his time. So that's another one. But it's I just wouldn't have met so many. You know, 110 episodes, so many different stories. Um, it's just 
it makes me want to keep doing it yeah right like it kind of you know you can post as many pictures as you want you get likes but it's kind of empty you know yeah you can have a thousand likes for a picture what does that do to you personally yeah whereas sitting down and meeting with somebody for an hour yeah getting to share their story and getting to have them talk about their passion like that's that's a deeper connection right so that's kind of what it's done for the brand and and then it's funny when I meet people and, or, you know, I, I'm hanging out with somebody and they introduce me like, oh, you know, he has this brand, this is Oklahoma. And it's kind of like they, I've, they're kind of happy to share it, you know, which is, gives me a good feeling. Cause it's, uh, for someone who's not from here, um, you know, to talk about, talk about the state that, that I love to live in. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun, but also like it just, it's just opened so many doors. Yeah. Um, and in 2020, the, you know, the goal is to push through those doors and start, getting some more media passes and doing more stories in events and, and stuff like that to, to can become you get, more of like a journalist, I guess. Can you get media pass from having a podcast? Uh, well, I, so I have, I, the first one I ever have, I've got, which is, which is that CrossFit event in two weeks. So really? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, so I don't do CrossFit, but I've had like having a CrossFit athlete on the podcast a couple of times helped and, the guy said to the guy, I said, look, I'd love a media pass. I want to come up and write a story about it. I'd love to have you on the podcast sometime in the future. And yeah, no worries. Let's do it. So I think it's just once you get into it. That's cool. Um, you know, I never I thought would, about I that. I would love a media pass to a Thunder game. I know yeah. nothing about basketball, right? But I'd love to be there. Maybe take some pictures, sit on the court. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I bet if you yeah. keep growing your, your following, yeah. they're, they're, they're definitely. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Thunder games, football games. Um, you know, we we both know, uh, well, I haven't interviewed him yet, but Les, who does the, 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 oh, yeah, the OSU. OSU stuff. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I would love to sit and follow him around it for a day yeah. just to show, yeah. tell a story on that. Yeah. But, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's cool. So for people who, who may be getting into podcasting, because mm-hmm. I think it's something that a lot of people yeah, are like, man, I, I want to get into doing this. What is it like to to land an interview? Like tell us some of the like Bobby or yeah. Desmond Mason or the CrossFit. Like, like what? Tell us like you talk about two years trying yeah. to get these people. Uh-huh. What does that look like? Tell us it's, like the um, first when you first say I want Bobby, what do you do? Uh, first of all, so I'd usually kind of obviously look at his Instagram profile. It doesn't get uh, with someone like Bobby or someone that has a huge Instagram following. I usually don't send them a DM because they get a lot, right? They get a lot of social media followers. They get a lot of messages and it's hard to kind of get through that. Every, almost everybody's got an email on their site or you can go to their website and send them a message. So it's either sending them an email through their website or an email directly. And that's kind of like, the serious way to go about it. Um, if they have an assistant, you know, kind of searching on LinkedIn to find out if they have an assistant, email the assistant. Uh, and sometimes like I, I interviewed uh, Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell recently and that was all set up through his assistant. Um, so it's it's kind of just getting at people. You got to do a little bit of work, right? Like yeah. with Brooke, we just had a podcast that, that took a, you know over a year and a half. Bobby, I've been doing the podcast finally going to make that happen and it's just like going back to the the sports and failing and not giving up yeah you know like going yeah, back to good. that and just kind yeah. of just you know send an email follow up and and because you've sent 10 emails i just said like attach the bottom one just say hey per my last email would love to sit down you know can we make this happen and with bobby i said can we make this happen in 2019 i didn't just say in two weeks yeah. i just said when do you have yeah. to show that like i'm committed to this like yeah. when even if it's in december and you know we're in january or whatever 
same yeah. now this going into this year i'm like with someone who's like that who's busy when can i get on the schedule um hal smith is another one I haven't sat down with hal smith yet the restaurant owner yeah uh-huh. um i met him in a golf tournament last year uh toby keith's golf tournament <coughs> excuse me and i said to him hey i have a podcast would love to sit down give me his card emailed his assistant and this was uh toby keith's tournament in july and we set it for i think october and i got an email the day before hey he's sick can we reschedule for january yeah fine i got an email this morning hey can we do it like the end of january because he's had a conflict but it's just stuff like that it's about yeah. being flexible yeah but i mean these people they're busy they're giving up an hour of their day just yeah. to be on your podcast and that's yeah. kind of how i see it it's like i'm taking an hour and time you know time's important so taking an hour of somebody's time for them to share their story on your platform yeah so that that's kind of look at it but you just got to dig and, and be patient and i'm lucky that i don't have a nine to five to mm-hmm. and i don't have to take days off yeah you know because you guys out in the states don't get many days off yeah Every job, sorry, two weeks. <laughs> you know and if i got yeah. two weeks off to do a podcast yeah. my wife would we won't be going on vacation yeah. anyway so but your biggest interview so far sounds like people who don't have regular jobs yeah i definitely yeah um one of the ones that i personally was like geeking out about was with matt hoffman the bmx uh, hall of famer oh yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. i grew up playing like matt has a playstation video game he was like the tony hawk of bmx yeah. right so he has his video games kind of in the 90s early 2000s kind of before the social media you know boom uh he lives in edmund has a half pipe in his backyard and you know we sent him a message and did it through his assistant uh, and with the help of the oklahoma sports hall of fame sat down with him and i took three t- attempts to start that podcast because i was so nervous because he was like an idol for me you know I yeah grew, grew up grow up playing this guy's video game yeah and like playing him as a character on your, on the playstation um and after that podcast he sent his assistant sent us a message said hey he forgot to tell you about this can we fit this in what so I'm like yeah let's do it i can come to the house no big deal i'll just come up and so like the following weekend i popped up to his house in edmund and he gave me a tour of the house and all this stuff and threw me a bit of merch and, and got to hang out in his office and record it was like a three minute segment he wanted to talk about that he forgot to talk about um so yeah like that that was that for me was like a really cool what was it that he was, it like- was so he's uh he's like the president i think of the bmx federation organization something like that and it was talking about trying to bring the world championships to the world championships of bmx has never been in the states oh and he wants to bring it to, to oklahoma yeah city. yeah so they was to talk about bringing it to oklahoma city yeah it's like a three minute thing so i was there for about 30 minutes hanging out and he's got a beautiful house he you know he designed the whole thing himself and yeah, it's uh, that was really cool. Yeah, to see him at his house and hang out in his office, and that was uh, that was really cool. Other ones, like the ones that kind of surprised me the most, though, have been ones where, you know, like I, I was one, a guy named Carl Martin. He owns a company called uh, OKC Sign Service. I think they he basically they, he has a company that repairs you know the giant gas station signs. Uh-huh. Um, and I was tired. It was a late interview. It was probably seven o'clock at night, and I was like, I didn't want to really do it. Um, but I, you know, I almost said, oh, you know, I, I'm just going to go home. I'll reschedule. But I went and did it. And the story, you know, that that came from from Carl is that you see him, you see his business. He's just a normal guy. Well, he has a passion for horses, and he has a passion for helping kids, and he has this huge business on the side that he does horse therapy for disabled kids. Yeah. And, like, I was almost in tears listening to him talk uh-huh, about, like, the uh-huh. experience of 
having these kids who have autism and, and he told the story of this you know this nurse there's this team of nurses has been taking care of this little girl 24 hours she's on the clock 24 hours you know just there's there's always somebody there and she she won't unclasp her hands like she just won't move and he walks up with a horse and she like does this and like the nurses are in tears and he's wow. like what's going on so then the nurse is telling him like you just walked up with a horse and we've been trying to get her to give us a high five and open up her hands wow. for like the yeah. last four months yeah yeah so that that stuff it's like the unexpected stories yeah. are really cool um obviously like the high the higher profile people they have great stories and i have to work a lot harder to interview them because yeah. they've been interviewed a lot of times yeah but I, I i enjoy going in and meeting someone i've never met before and just kind of figuring out and learning just something about them that that hardly anyone knows only mm-hmm. their close friends know yeah um, and you see that a lot with some some store owners you know you might see eote coffee is a big brand now isn't it and todd's story had todd on the podcast i think todd is at number three of number four on the podcast and his story is amazing number four out of the hundred and something yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah. really okay the, yeah we released the, i released the five straight away so five went out automatically it was desmond mason todd one with the energy because i have a buddy of mine who plays at the energy and then it was um midtown barbers chad and then uh one other I'm trying to think who it is but there was five that went out at once okay and yeah i mean to see todd where he's at now you know and everyone knows the brand Eote, yeah, but yeah. when i posted the podcast nobody knew who it was yeah. and where you know it was at a warehouse kind yeah. of thing yeah yeah uh, it wasn't even in the city was no, it, it, was, it was near the capital but oh, when he started it was in chandler yeah That's yeah yeah outskirts um, but when yeah. we did it it was at this in the warehouse in oklahoma city okay, okay. and then obviously now they have this amazing spot and yeah. they're a huge brand i need to go i have not been it's cool yeah it's very european kind of down in the basement kind yeah. of vibes it's cool, but it needs to be bigger for yeah. what it is, I think, because I think they could clearly fill double the space. But okay. that, that's what gives it character. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, like, it's stories like that of seeing people, you know, meeting someone, hearing their story, and then seeing them two years later, what they have, yeah. you know, and building. So that, that's that been cool. I mean, everyone I meet, like I I have a personal relationship now with everybody I've had on the podcast. For sure. Which is over 100 people, which is, is it's crazy, crazy, isn't it? It's you crazy. Know? Like I know when I meet that person, I'm going to just... <laughs> pick up where we left off so we talked about how you land these people mm-hmm. now t- talk to me about the research again like i i really know a lot of people are looking <laughs> to learn yeah in, from the podcast and, and it sounds um, like you've done i like it that you still are kind of like new to oh, it yeah i totally but have it. already yeah. landed like i'm just going through here this right. brook Matt Hoffman, one hundred fifty-six thousand. Uh-huh. Like when you think about these people, and they have brands that people are right. following, are connected to a million. What? How do you prepare when you sit down with them? How do you find yeah. the right questions to ask them? With because I a lot for the first time I did with Desmond Mason, he's been interviewed a lot of times. I did a lot of YouTube research to try and find a lot of. Inter- I think he did a Creative Mornings talk. Yeah, so he's I, our first one. Yeah, so I watched that um, and. You know, I just have a ton of notes to pick to pick from uh, his time at OSU, and they're just kind of diving to that person's career if they're old enough to have had a you know a decent long enough career to talk about. If I don't, then I'm trying to find something points to talk on, and it's always trying to tie it back to something they're passionate about because that's what they're going to talk about. But with somebody who's been interviewed a lot, it's finding something that they that you're not going to find on everyone else's podcast. You know, you you have someone who's been interviewed. 10 or 15 times by all these big entrepreneurial podcasts and you only have to listen to one because nothing's different you know 
but I try to find something different. And I also brought up points in from his previous interviews and said, well, tell me about, I expand on yeah. this because he is creative. Morning's talk was really good, yeah. but you only have so much time. So yeah. I was like, can you expand on that? Tell some stories. And, and then I threw in some stuff like, um, Larry King is like the best interviewer in the world. Right. And I just kind of looked at, at Larry and what Larry does and kind of, he has a segment and I usually throw the segment in if I'm like, if I don't think the conversation has kind of gone where I want it to, because it's more, if I haven't got the person out of their podcast, if they haven't come across, like, I think that that's exactly who they uh-huh. are. I throw in a few couple of like quick fire questions. And I did that I, with Desmond Mason. We were like, I'm like, I want this to go further on increase. And I'm like running out of questions. I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw the quick fire in. Cause I wanted to gain an extra 15 minutes. And he was great for the first 30 minutes too. Um, but I asked him like, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? Like craziest fan experience. And he told me a story about this guy who wrote him letters saying that he was his father while he was up at, you know, I'm sorry, me and your mum didn't work out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm your real father and this stuff. Like, <laughs> nuts stuff. But while he was at Seattle, absolutely nuts, crazy stuff. Uh, his dad crazy. wanted to drive up there and kick this guy's back. Uh-huh, you know, like, uh-huh. um, stuff like that was like, no one ever. So it was Mason like, Dad, are you not really my Mason, dad? Yeah. Like he, and this, you know, he was sending, this guy would write him letters every day. You know, you know I'd love to meet you, love to hang out. And like, I'm, and he's just some, guy who was like completely not it was all fake no not true stuff but then he told the story about like his dad um while he was at osu um i he i think he tells the story in creative mornings i basically just had him explain the story more and his dad drives up from texas and takes his car away from him yeah because uh you know his grades weren't up up to what he said they were and he made his dad made him back the car up onto the trailer and watched yeah. him drive uh-huh. away you know so that uh-huh. was just kind of picking on the stories uh, but with Brooke Brooke doesn't do many interviews and she's yeah. 24 so that was kind of a tough one too this lady is 24 yeah, Brooke, okay. Brooke Wells yeah she's 24 she's been to five CrossFit games she's you know she's a very very good at CrossFit and every year she's gone she's got better and better and better so big things hopefully coming from her as well and with that as someone who hasn't done a lot of interviews you've got to listen to every single word that she said in the interviews to kind of pick points. And a lot of the stuff that she doesn't talk about is her faith. And I added that into the podcast is just like, look, you know, like you don't really talk about this much. Talk about your faith and how your daily routine and how that works. And that kind of went, that was a good question that went well. But with that, when I take a, I don't know much about CrossFit. I took a co-host with me, a friend of mine, Gan, who has been doing CrossFit, you know, for five, six years. And his questions were more, crossfit based questions whereas mm-hmm. my questions were more personal tell me about tulsa tell me about your life stuff like that and that has been that's been a huge asset is just having a friend that they may have never done a podcast before but they know the field yeah and they just kind of chime in every now and then yeah uh, i interviewed justin wren as well uh the big pygmy he's a crazy story uh he was on the ultimate fighter and i know nothing about ufc and i took a co-host with me for that and my co-host Gavin was like a USC fanatic and he was throwing out all these questions and I'm sitting there thinking, yes, thank you so much for being here because I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, how, do you, how do you manage that? Do you kind of look at them and be like, okay. yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Do you schedule, like, do you all plan before you go or do you all just sit down and you just, just run with go it? for it. Yeah, yeah. just don't go for it. And like, you know, with a podcast and you can edit yeah. apps out and stuff and in the one that we did with, with Brooke, um, I Gan had a ton of questions and I did kind of the intro and I looked again I was like hey you know like let's get into this I'm going to intro you I'm going to cut this out but I'm going to intro you in a second like fire away so it only took 10 seconds to say that 
but at least it, in the when you listen to it, it flows. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of a podcast. You can edit it to make sure that the conversation is flowing. Yeah. Uh, and I do. I don't do that very often. Luckily, okay. with the one with 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 uh, with Justin, it went. There's a few times you kind of speak over each other, but I just usually let them go. Yeah. Because and it's I haven't had a bad podcast like co-hosting experience. I've been pretty lucky. That's good. Uh, and a lot of the time they're like idolized by the person I'm interviewing, so they're like just happy to be there. As yeah. Well. So yeah. That's been yeah. Good. But. that's cool now um in doing this oklahoma building this brand and everything like you've already mentioned being a real estate mm-hmm. agent how has building a brand really not they don't really tie together they don't no how has that impacted the real estate yeah and i i, I battled with this a little bit kind of because initially when i started it you know, started posting pictures, you know, you, you, you do the entrepreneur math and you're like, oh, I'm going to gain all these followers and I'm going to have all these yeah, people buy houses yeah. and it's not true. Yeah. Uh, and I took me, I sat down, Todd, when I did the interview with Todd, I'm 30 minutes in and I'm thinking, this is not about real estate anymore. Yeah. You know, this is not about selling houses or making money. It's about telling stories and embracing that telling stories. And I'm glad I figured that out quite early on rather than being a hundred plus episodes in now. Uh, but I battled with it definitely because, you know, people, they see the 30,000 followers, they see the brand, you know, I have followers from all over the, all over the state. The main core of the following is from Oklahoma city where I do sell houses. So I've, I've really questioned and I haven't, and I'm not going to, but I've really thought about like, do I, do I change this into a real estate company? And I, it's just going to ruin it. You know, I don't want to be that. I don't want to sell out to these, sell out to my following. And it just comes from, they know I do real estate. They, they, you know, I don't shout it at them. There's no real real estate. Yeah, I was about to say, it. when I'm looking at your, you know, your Instagram, I don't really I see. I might post a little bit in the stories. It might be a house here or there. I have a listing or if I'm doing a show. Oh, in something. the stories. In the story, maybe. Yeah. But they, it's not, you know, it's it's not, you know, and I post a lot of my personal, like my kind of life in the story as well. Like, you know, right now it's a picture of the dogs that are yeah. up and, and a bunch of other stuff as well. But yeah, it's. I've had friends of me come to me and say, "Why, why don't, why haven't you made this into a, into you know, more of a real estate thing?" And I just think it would ruin the brand, you know. Like they, they go, they work right now as separate. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought about making a this is Oklahoma its own brokerage, and doing that, but I don't know. Not I, I'm not a, not ready to do that. Yeah. And I don't I. I just doubt it. I don't yeah. think. I think it'll, it'll be more of like you it come across as you're selling out, yeah. rather than telling stories. Which is that's what this is Oklahoma is like. Yeah, that's all it is is sharing people's yeah. stories. How do people support you now? Do you have a Patreon or anything like uh, that? No, okay. nothing. Um, I, I see you have a Linktree. Link <coughs> Linktree just has like said the YouTube and all the social media links. Which Linktree is great, isn't it? You know, it's kind of have all those things on it. Um, you know, and have, oh, so I, have I do have t-shirts and some, yeah, some merch. A friend of mine uh, who I interviewed on the podcast has a company called OKC Tea Club, uh, OKC Tea Shop uh, dot com. Uh, Kerry, who just he uh, lost his job and what he had a, a brother-in-law, I think, who did online business and set up an online business. He loves the Thunder, loves basketball, and uh, he said to me, you know, when we did the interview, he said, "Do you have merchandise?" And I was kind of just printing T-shirts, selling them, kind of here and there. And he said, "Well, just throw them on the website, and we'll figure something out." So we have a few on there right now. I want to get some hats up there and some other colors. Yeah. Um, there's kind of color for every every big college, I guess. OSU with some Thunder colors up there, um, T-shirts and hoodies. 
So that's that link is on like I said on on the Instagram page. Uh, and I've had friends buy stuff, and he just usually like kind of you know sends me a PayPal every month of hey, this is how many people bought. This is this is what you cut, whatever. But I like doing it that way because it's stress free. Oh I'm yeah, not, that's the best. You know, the clothing way to do industry is so hard to get into. Yeah, and you know you don't. I don't want to go buy a thousand t-shirts yeah. all different sizes. Yeah, and, uh, I don't deal with that. So is this so, print on demand? That's drop shipped. Yeah, drop so ship. Does, okay, that's his whole business is drop shipping merchandise, and he's a pretty big business from that. And okay, I'm thankful to have uh, you know have, have him have the willingness to to put me on there. Nice. Um, so going back to the real estate side of it and, and thinking about this is Oklahoma, it mm-hmm. seems like it almost feels like it could be a real estate. Yeah, it could. It, it, it very really easily. Could. It mm-hmm. very easy. So do you find that whenever you um, sell a home to people, mm-hmm. like do you, you do you use that to talk about this is Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. Like vice versa? Yeah, definitely. Like do you um, get followers based on? Yeah, I've had, uh, I mean, I had, I've sold... I want to say two or three people have sent me messages through This Is Oklahoma from one person moving out of state and saying, hey, like we're moving. And they, they were a, they're a storm chaser, storm photographer, amazing photographer, um, sold their house so they could move out to New Mexico and then had someone reach out to me saying, hey, we're moving into Oklahoma from Minnesota. Will you help us buy a house? Yes. Yeah. Like, that is awesome, you know? Yeah. Uh, so getting messages like that and, and wanting, you know, bringing people to the state is like the best thing ever, isn't it? It's like what the feeling you get when yeah. you bring people to Guthrie. It's yeah. Like, I've helped someone move here. Yeah. Like, they live here now. Yeah. Um, and like the house that they bought, they were they were supposed to come to town the following weekend, uh, but this house came up, they loved it. I said, well, let me just go over and I'll FaceTime you while I'm there and we'll walk around the house. And they were like, yes, I want it. That's cool. So by the time they'd come here, we, the house was already under contract, and they got to see the house for the first time yeah. walking through it. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's been cool. But I, really I know cool. what you mean. Like, it could be its own brokerage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd probably be, I don't know any other real estate company or brokerage that has 30,000 followers. It might be the biggest one with the social media following. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, weird. no. That's good. I don't uh, feel comfortable doing it yet. Yeah. That's what it is. Let's talk about Wells. Yeah. That's where you're from. That's where I'm from. Came over here how many years ago? Uh, 2011, August 2011. So it'd be eight years. Eight years ago. What are some things that you're you're like? I miss you miss about Wales that you don't get in Oklahoma. Uh, I miss like mountains and rolling hills. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean we do get that here, but I do miss that. And also like in the winter in in the winter in Oklahoma the grass dies right. In the winter. In Wales, the grass gets green. What? Yeah, it's the total opposite because there's so much rain. The ground's rich, like it's really green. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went home. I played golf. There's no leaves on any of the trees, but the grass is green. That's really crazy. Lush green grass. It is. It's really weird. <laughs> so I miss like the trees grass. die, but the grass yeah, grows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. So I miss that. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, like Wales, I think has the most castles per square mile than any other country in the world, right? So any tourist that goes there, they see castles and, you know, it's the whole crazy, like it's the castle, it's hundreds, you know, thousands or whatever years old. Um, that got normal for me. But mm-hmm. every time I go back, I realize how special that is. Yeah. I always kind of go and hang out and even just walk around a castle that yeah. someone walked around 500 years ago. It's yeah. kind of cool. Um, so that's, I miss that. I miss... Um, miss family a lot I miss family and like the food around family so christmas day we always go to my nan's house uh she lives about a mile from us we always go up there you know, the family comes to my nan's house and she cooks and nan's does a very good apple pie so luckily i got to have that this christmas and good that i, I miss that side of it yeah outside of that 
it's really not that much. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot more opportunity in the States. Uh, the weather is much better in Oklahoma, even though it can change every hour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's just opportunity here. You know, there's, there's a lot of cap, I think, on, on especially being an entrepreneur back yeah. home, there's a lot of cap on that. All of my friends work in normal jobs, nine to five. There's n- none of them, I don't think, that are actually entrepreneurial because it's just there's there's no culture for it. Where's so do you all here? follow each other on face social media? Oh, so yeah, like they see you be like, what's going on with yeah. Mike? Like, yeah. Mike's a star. Do they kind of see when you? I got, yeah, when I got home, they were like, how do you have, like you have 30,000 people on Instagram that follow your page. I'm like, yeah, it's no big deal. Because yeah. out here, like we could easily, we know somebody that's got a hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're interviewing people yeah, with 56. Right? But back home, that's kind of like the people who have those followings are probably women who are posting pictures they shouldn't be posting. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of, uh-huh. that's uh-huh. what it's about. But there's no real entrepreneurial culture to kind of, reinforced you know if you want to go out and do that on your own then you do but you know whereas here if you you want to go start a business you have a ton of people around you that are doing something and then you can talk to them and ask advice yeah. and it's just harder back home yeah and the ta- we get taxed a little bit more back home as well so uh-huh. it's uh yeah i mean room for growth out here is it's endless and yeah. it's like it is, and i tell people this like the american dream is real you ask any immigrant the american dream is yeah, I know it's, yeah. it's still real. It's still yeah. it's still kicking. It's still good. Yeah, it's still good. I'm part of it. Yeah. It's still it's yeah. still happening. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. Now, um, <clears throat> the first time we met, Creative yeah. Mornings, I was greeting. I had the opportunity to introduce you. Things and I, that was your first time, first I believe. Time. Yeah, uh, speaking. What was that like for you? And are you looking forward to doing more? Or yeah. do you have something already booked? Uh, I, yeah, it was my first time doing it. I was really nervous. I went for breakfast with a friend before. And, you know, I kind of just like, you know, it's, I mean, if you like, you wait to do something, you're thinking about it too much. And, and that whole morning, you know, you get to creative mornings. Everyone, I, I just wanted to get it done. Yeah. Um, so I was really nervous. I think it helped that I was just sharing my story, right? I wasn't trying to talk about, because I, I was terrible at giving presentations in school. You know, I could talk about golf, but I, marketing, I have a marketing degree and trying to give marketing presentations or talk about another project that I just didn't care about. Yeah. Uh, I was never good at that, but I've always kind of envied public speakers. Like they just, they're just so good at it. They yeah. just have, you know, they command the you know it's just amazing talent to have and it's always something that i would love to do and and want to do so um when uh mel and seuss asked me to do it um because i I came to halls pizza and i hadn't been to a creative morning in about four or five months okay i'd always been busy never Uh signed up uh Um, and i came and she's like do you want to do next month yeah yeah let's do it it was just kind of perfect timing yeah and then i told a couple of friends that i was doing it um and that friend was like, well, we'd love to have you at the Rotary Club. You know, would you want to do another two in January? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I'm just hoping that it'll just kind of lead into more and I'll get more comfortable doing it and then run out of telling my own story and have yeah. to start telling more, yeah. you know, valuable stories. Yeah. But I interviewed Lance McDaniel on the podcast. He was one of the early ones. Lance is like, he emcees a lot, very, does a lot of stuff with Dead Sense and film stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. And really, yeah. really cool. If you're in Oklahoma City and you've been to an event, Lance has probably emceed that yeah. event. He's a really comfortable, he's kind of like yourself. He's just yeah. comfortable on the microphone, really bubbly personality. And that's someone who I think that like I know I can reach out to as well as yourself and just say, Hey, like how do you how do you do this? How do you get yeah. about it? Like it's you know, and, and just having those people helps a lot. Yeah, so the sure. goal of next year I have a goal of doing twenty. 
So you probably could do every Lions Club, Rotary Club in Oklahoma with with this is Oklahoma. You know? Probably, yeah. That's yeah, why you, that's why it's so good. It's because it's there's yeah. no like definite. Yeah, just people. Do you live here? Yes. Right, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Especially yeah. just to get reps in. Yeah. You know, just to kind of start building up, mm-hmm. learning how to tell that story over and over again, and yeah. then start adding things eventually that you you think maybe add. Like talking about building a brand, right? Like within your story. Yeah. Dude, you get. And I want to. I I have a couple of connections with um of you know having an Instagram page where people post beautiful photos naturally a camera store would be a good fit so i have a, a connection with bedford's uh camera in oklahoma city and eric who works there and they do a huge photo con uh you know like this huge convention every year and i messaged him i said hey i'd love to talk about social media and building a brand on you know at the at, at the event because a lot of people who grew up in photography especially you know photography is kind of like golf right everyone does it yeah you can be 90 years old and take photos you started doing film and now you know you have someone who's 60 years old and they don't have as much business coming in because they're not on social media how did they i think i can add value to those older people yeah you know so that's that's kind of what i want to do is just find like i said something that's naturally a good fit yeah for this is oklahoma and how i can share that story would you come speak at the rotary club here oh yeah definitely. oh cool okay i'm gonna get to. that yeah we'll I'd get that to. in the lions club mm-hmm. that'd be uh, awesome. looked up for you so yeah that'd be cool well man i so appreciate you coming yeah, awesome. and, and letting me uh get you on the podcast and have you on youtube to yeah. uh, share your story and uh inspire folks and plenty of people have learned they're going to learn from this podcast mm-hmm. so i'm grateful for that and they hopefully they connect with you on yeah this is oklahoma real estate questions just yeah and all that so um we've said it enough but how do people find you so at at this is oklahoma is where everything is um facebook instagram uh i have a medium blog have a linkedin as well just anywhere you know if you like to read there's a lot of blogs on linkedin Uh, i have an email list if you want to sign up for that just send me a message and we'll put you on that is that email list of this is oklahoma email list or is this for real estate okay this is oklahoma what's in that um it's more of like just a recap of the week so it goes out every thursday um what do i sign up for that uh just send send me your email address is what i have because my website's not up yet but once it is you can sign up on there um but just send me your email address on instagram in a message and uh it's just a mailchimp that i have every you know it goes out once a week um you know i may do three or four interviews a week but it's kind of a recap of what's gone on that week mm-hmm. uh here is like a, a snapshot because i don't want to send an email for every single interview because yeah you know i'm going to spam people with emails but yeah it's just um just a recap of the week um and you know, i i started it towards the end of november and then you know kind of had a i had, did like a top 100 who do i you know my top 10 or whatever um which i couldn't pick 10 because there's so many so many cool people on uh-huh. there um, but just kind of if you've never heard of the podcast before, go back and listen to these key ones. That was kind of a few. But, yeah, it's just another way to to reach out to people. That's cool. Yeah, no, no, no. Different. Really good, really good. Well, thank you again. Uh, thank you all for hitting that play button again. Uh, continue to go get your friends. Come back. Subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe uh, to my podcast. Follow me on social media, Hedy.Coleman, Instagram, Hedy Coleman on all other platforms. Uh, follow This Is Oklahoma. Let's connect. Let's learn from each other. Let's inspire one another. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, go win. Thank you.